right, so I'm currently on the phone with Rickshaw and Creecore. There are a couple of musicians that reached out about the interview series. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the chance to introduce themselves. Hey, Alexander. So this is Rickshaw. I'm a vocalist for Rickshaw and the Ruckus. And uh, we are, we're a band in New York City. And we're I'm really happy to be here. Hey, and I'm Creecore. I uh, play guitar mostly in the group, although sometimes I head over to keys or uh, I do a lot of vocals too. So kind of utility guy, whatever needs to be done. Um, and we also have a bassist and a, and a drummer in the group as well. Excellent. Well, thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with me for a bit. Um, so with these interviews, I like to focus on, you know, how a person found music and what about it, you know, really kind of tapped into them. So why don't you each kind of take a turn kind of expressing, you know, how it was you first found music and what about you made you want to pursue it? Creek, you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I, well, you know, I, I've kind of, when I was growing up, I kind of drifted in and out a little bit of, of music. Like a lot of kids, I had an instrument I took up in elementary school. I played trumpet and I, I was okay at it, but I don't say, I wouldn't say I was necessarily passionate about it. And then I kind of fell out of music for a while. And then I came back around, um, like probably a billion other people. I got into listening to the Beatles and actually what I really got into was their songwriting and the way they use the studio to, uh, craft their songs. And that was really interesting to me. So I started messing around on computer doing MIDI stuff. And then eventually I realized I'd kind of have to learn guitar if I wanted to really write the songs before the performs the song. So that's how I, I started guitar. And then ever since then I've been writing songs, playing in, in lots of different bands, but you know, that, that was the origin. But of course, over time you branch out and you start listening to different styles and, uh, it's been cool doing this project. Uh, because it's some stuff I haven't necessarily done as much before, you know, more in the world of hip hop as opposed to rock or pop or things like that. And for me, uh, so like many people, like you, you grow up and you're listening to your parents' music. And so my parents listened to like all of the old classics, everything from Motown to Billy Joel, Beach Boys, all of that. But it was mostly in that in that genre. And then I had a cousin play run dmc for me uh and it was the song christmas in hollis and it was unlike anything that i had ever heard before and my brain just exploded uh, another cousin loaned me a tape from a group called houdini and i just fell in love with this and it was just it was so different from anything else and i i wanted to start writing and of course it's really really bad when you first start it's really bad uh but i just i just stuck with it there was just something that i liked about it and at that point at that age i'm not thinking about it necessarily like poetry or anything it's just like oh these are these guys and they say these words and they sound great and then just like anything else the more you spend time with it and and work on doing it you get deeper and deeper and then you find more meaning in it and now it's just an art form that i've it's ingrained in me. I just absolutely love it. Okay. So um, you've each kind of indicated a bit of your influences as well as, you know, working through uh, kind of the, the musician uh, population that you're around to kind of figure out what you want to do with music. How long, how many iterations of being involved in like a musical project do you think it took you to really kind of find what it was that you wanted out of playing in a band? So this uh, is uh, uh, this is this is actually the first band that I've been in. This, I've I've always operated as a solo artist, and so this has just been 
it, it just feels like you're at this whole other level. Like before you, you might've performed with other musicians in a stage show, or maybe you had a backing track and you were still writing the lyrics yourself and, and all that, but this just brings it to a whole other level. And, and yeah, Krikor, go ahead and, and tell them, tell them about it from your experience, please. Yeah. I, I don't know. Each one's different. And I, as I said, I've played in a bunch of different bands over the years. I, I tend to prefer playing in a band as just, you know, doing your own thing. It, I think it's more interesting, uh, although it can also, it's also a lot more complicated, uh, just trying to coordinate between everyone and piece of everyone. But it's, um, I, I think every time it's different, you're always learning more from each group you, you play in. It's necessarily a building process, but certainly you, you do learn things in one group that you apply to the next one. And, uh, I think that's helped. You know, Tony mentioned he hadn't done a group before, whereas me and uh, Chrisana, who plays bass, we both have quite a bit of experience with that. So I think we were able to complement uh, Tony's Tony's side, and uh, I think it's worked really well. Okay, and um, from that perspective, kind of. Um from both of your perspectives, working with one musician that uh, is kind of accommodating to a group and then a group that's accommodating to uh, a person that's typically operated from a solo musician uh, mentality, how do you kind of approach writing with that? And then also moving into like uh, recording, how do you approach how you're going to set up those sessions? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, Tony is mostly the, the sole lyricist in the group. There's been just a few things I've contributed, but you know, it really comes from him and actually from Krasana has, he often will just write, you know, a simple, you know, a demo that's maybe, you know, 20, 30 seconds that has a beat and, and some different uh, ideas in terms of instruments and melodic stuff. And Tony will write on top of that, or sometimes I'll come in with a song. So it's, it's been pretty split in this case where I still feel like this is Tony's kind of, project in terms of the lyrical ideas and, and that stuff. And then we were just really trying to compliment him in that way. So I think it's a pretty even union, but just that we have pretty specialized stuff. Um, certainly I I've never written rap lyrics. I don't know if I'd, <laughs> if I try, I feel like Tony's got that down. So I'll concentrate on the stuff that I know I can do well. And, and for me, uh, so th this kind of ties into how, how we got together. Um, but during, during COVID, you know, this is this, of course, this world changing event. And we had just formed as a band, uh, really as COVID is starting un unknowingly before, before we really knew how serious this was going to be. And in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking this, this is all going to end right now. You can't get together and practice. There's no place you can go and play out. So this is just going to end. And Krasana had started writing beats in just putting real simple well, I don't, I don't want to call them simple, but he had started putting pieces of music together in GarageBand, and he would send me the file. He would send us the files as as a, as a band, and I would just hear these things. And you're stuck at home, so I'm I'm just writing and writing, and I'd send it back to him, or maybe I'd record demo vocals and send it to the guys, see what they think about it, and then we started creating these songs. So while everybody is on lockdown, we made really good use of the time, uh, and so. It, to me, I've always struggled to find somebody to to create the musical element of of 
make a song. So I words for days, but just the, the actual music and even trying to hire people to make beats for you can be a lot harder than, than you would ever expect. Like you're trying to pay people and just having somebody that's reliable and is invaluable. And so Corsana was just, just churning out music, just like great different pieces of music, different spirits to it, different feelings to it. And I'm, I'm just writing to it and sending it to the guys. And so that's, that's how that got started. So for me, having these musicians with me, is just an incredible, incredible benefit. Awesome. So you did kind of uh, touch base on what my next question was going to be is how did you guys find each other? What was, you know, the event that brought you all together? So we, we've talked a lot about Krasana to me. I mean, he's the, he's kind of the key to all this. I, I was working on a, a six song demo as still as a solo artist before I, I got to meet any of these guys. And I knew that I wanted to do some sort of album release party, but I didn't want to just perform to a backing track and, if you're going to have an album release, you, you got to make something of it. There's got to be some performance aspect. And Krasana got hired on at the same company that I, that I worked at. Uh, and we just became friends and we start talking about music projects and I start telling him, you know, I've got this, this EP that's coming out. I want to do this, this album release party, but I don't have, I don't have a band. I don't. And he just, with really not knowing me that well at all, he just generously, very generously volunteered and said, well, I, I play bass. I'll play with you. And I, I know, I, you know, I know a guitarist and a drummer, let me contact them, see if they'd be interested and, and, and let's see what happens. So we reached out to Krikor. He reached out to our original drummer, Stavros. They were both interested. We started practicing and we were going to do this one-off show. Uh, and we did that. It ended up being November 2nd of it, it, back in 2019. And, and it just went over, so much better than, than we expected so much better than we hoped. And so this, this thing that was just going to be this one time thing, everybody got along so well. And then, then we all met up after it and we said, Hey, do we want to see if we can keep this thing going and see if we can make something else out of it? And everybody was in. Um, so why don't you, each of you, uh, take a turn, share in a memory or two, uh, that has stuck with you about music that, you either lean into to keep you motivated or something that has happened that, you know, just left an impact on you. We may have lost Krikor. Okay. Um, well, for me, uh, Alexander, uh, let's see, I would say uh, that first time that I heard, that first time that I heard Run DMC definitely blew my mind. And um, I would say we didn't, we didn't have cable growing up. Okay. So my, my grandparents had cable and so, so they had MTV and, all that, but we didn't have that. And I remember the, the first time that I actually saw run DMC was on an episode of reading rainbow <laughs> as, as silly as that's going to sound. I'm a kid. And here it is. All you've done is you've heard these guys, but you haven't actually, you don't know what they look like. You don't know anything. And then you get to see them and it's, it just, it completes the picture. It's just like, Oh, and they look awesome too. And they're, Oh, I just, I just, I want this. I want to be this. I want to, I want to live this. And it was just huge encouragement to keep writing get better, learn more about the art form and everything. And, and yeah, just, just keep moving. And that first show that we got to play was, it was, there's nothing that feels like performing. It's, it's just, you're, you're, it's almost like your mind and your is separate from your body in a way. Um, I've, I've had it. It's as close to an out of body experience as, as I think I, I might ever get to because you're, it's like your brain is thinking one thing and then your body's kind of like on this, in this mode where it's doing its own thing and, and then your mouth is delivering the lyrics. 
it's just it's a weird wonderful experience um all right well um uh, I suppose uh, it doesn't look like Krikor's back, so we uh, will have to kind of move on without him. Um, what are the social media links where people can find you and take a listen to the stuff that you're, you you put out and what you're working on now? Okay, so our website is www.getrnr.live, and then we're on Instagram at uh, at uh, at rickshaw and the ruckus it's uh rickshaw.n.the.ruckus uh, and we spell rickshaw r-i-k-s-h-a-w we're also on facebook we're on spotify youtube um on youtube you can find us under rickshaw and the ruckus nyc and uh yeah yeah we're we're uh, we just released a song um called white rabbit it's one of the we've got three other songs that we're going to be releasing next year and yeah, that's rickshaw. Uh, White Rabbit just came out um, just came out a week or so ago. So yeah, we're we're real excited about uh, these other songs and and what twenty twenty three is going to take us. Awesome. Um, where do you want to see your project go over the next like year or so? We definitely these songs that these new songs that we've recorded. Um, so okay, so this is the fifth song that we've released, White Rabbit. Um, we released uh, the other four songs last year, and I think that as much as I love those songs, we're, we are advancing. You know, we do things in these four songs that we didn't do the first time around, that we didn't have access to, just new musicians that we collaborated with or were, uh, just got to meet through and then add them into the songs. I want to, personally, I want to keep writing, keep recording um, we do have other songs that we have not yet recorded, but uh, some that we haven't even played live yet. I want to keep playing hopefully larger and larger venues. And we just want to build the following and, and not, not so much just to, for the sake of numbers or anything like that. But there, there was an experience. If I, if I could share this real quick, there was an experience where we had, we had one show that we did and a friend of mine came up to me after it and, and told me about another friend who was mouthing the words to the songs. And that is, this unbelievable thing as, as a lyricist for somebody else to care so much and, and just want to know the words to a song that, that you wrote. That's what else could be better than that? I mean, so we, we just hopefully more and more people can get introduced and hopefully feel connected to what we're writing and, and the message that we're trying to put out there. Sure. Definitely. Uh, on that note, um, what is a message that you do want to put out there? What's something that you resonate with that, you know, you feel that you should say? I'm, I'm a huge advocate for just get out there and create. And you've got a lot of people that don't think they're artistic. They don't think they're creative and and maybe they just don't think about it in the way like, oh, I can't paint, so I'm not artistic. But there's 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 so many different versions of art, and and there's a lot of people that unfortunately have this this fear mindset that says, uh, come on, what what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Why why are you trying that? What are you what are you trying to do here? And just not to listen to that negativity. Get out there, just create. Don't worry about the result, just do the process. And if it's something that you love, whether it's painting, drawing, singing, playing an instrument, wood carving, whatever, just get out there and do it because nobody else can do it the way that you can. So you're going to put a voice out there or a piece of art or whatever that nobody else can do quite like you. And just for people to get out there and, and just create. 